What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Pause, Run, Play podcast. It has been a minute since we've been with you. However, we're still here. <laughs> I don't know how that came out. I've been learning Dutch, and so I've noticed that some of my pronunciations of things have kind of changed again. Like so, pronunciations? Pronunciations, pronunciations, whatever you want to call it. But like the other day, I was started like, I don't know where I came from, but instead of like chat, right? CH is a ch. I've been saying it as like a sh. So I like, I joined the chat. <laughs> the other day, like I said, just like, I was like, I joined the chat. And I'm like, I don't think that's really like a, a Dutch thing. Like I've been trying to like figure out where did I learn that? And I'm like, I learned it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, we're glad to be back with you. Um, as you can tell by the title, we're watching Zack Snyder's justice league and by watching it i mean talking about it we've already watched it and we're like we're glad to be here thank you Zack snyder for this blessing from above and from your heart and mind and uh uh yeah but before we get going we got the standard cast here we got josh and vince dude josh you got some rad sneaks going on there thank you sir these were got them from the outlets a while back and i don't wear them very much because they're more like high top so i can't just slip them on like i usually do with most of my shoes but i was like okay fine like i should probably wear them every once in a while Oh. So I've got them on. Um, we, I was going through some of the the YouTube videos that Vince he puts up the podcast on YouTube, right? And so I was going through some of them and looking up, looking at them and listening to them. And there was a comment on the because you know the the title of these that we've been putting is defending the Snyderverse, Man of Steel, defending the Snyderverse, Batman versus Superman. So that was the one on Batman versus Superman, right? And there's just a comment on there that someone's just like, "There is no defending this yeah. atrocious movie." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny, but we're here for defending the Snyderverse, Snyder Cut slash Jack Snyder's Jack Snyder's Jack Jack Snyder. <laughs> we're all over the I'm pronunciation today. I saw that. Justice I saw League. that comment, and I thought about replying. I was just like, "This is just gonna go bad." <laughs> Vince like, is like, "This can't this go just, good." <laughs> yeah, this is just gonna go down the rabbit. Like, it's just no good can come with arguing this on the internet. So. <laughs> Who knows if you even listened to it or just saw the title and clicked and into comments. To say I it. don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I took a step back. Backaster, whatever your name is. <laughs> thanks for the comment. Yeah, thanks for the comment. And yeah, tell us why it's there's no defending it. I want to know now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but Vince, how are you, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm doing great. Um, uh babysitting a dog i guess is the highlight of my week Ooh. <laughs> my uh my buddies are out of town and so i'm i'm babysitting their golden doodle that new puppy yeah rush i mean he's getting big now he's up to like waist height he's, <laughs> but he's still a puppy yeah still a puppy beautiful dog seen photos uh Vince and I have plenty of mutual friends so that's why I'm like over here like I know what you're doing but uh no this is rad I'm glad we're all together and I'm glad we're gonna talk this movie but uh Josh you been watching anything uh this week that's new noteworthy good and you want to share about um this week I haven't been watching a ton I've been doing a lot of other things recently um but I do have some things that are on the docket to watch because as you guys know, with award season coming up, our next episode is going to be one of our, our top 10 movies of 2020. And by that, um, sort of like a lot of people are doing, it's going to be top 10 movies of 2020 through February, 2021, just like anything that's like 
eligible for like the Oscars or anything like that is going to sort of all be included in that list since we kind of have a shorter list of movies that were released and available this year. Were there were there more than 10 movies released last year? I don't know. We'll I'm see. being sarcastic. <laughs> With all these new streaming platforms, it's crazy the amount of movies that have come out. I mean, not in theaters, but like... Yeah, but that are there. Just that went straight to digital and stuff, yeah. so... And I'm not opposed to that, just so you guys know. <laughs> I will pay to watch a movie from the comfort of my home. Now, like, I think I've changed my tune since we did our... Uh, when we did the future of movie theaters, so maybe we'll have to do a follow-up to that, but... Um, just just got to throw it out there. It's made watching the Oscar movies incredibly easy this year because the majority of them are streaming movies. Yeah, so. exactly. Even if you have to pay for them, like there's some, they're like available that way. They're not waiting for some extremely extended period of time until you can get your hands on it digitally in a form other than the theater. So that's really good. If you have any movies that you think need to be on my top 10 or you think like are on your top 10 that I might not have seen, message me or message the podcast account and let me know because I'm going to be watching a lot of movies in preparation for this episode. Um, I say a lot, but I only really have two or three on my docket right now. The ones that I haven't watched that I'm going to be watching this week are The Father and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is on Netflix if you want to check it out. And The Father, I'm pretty sure you have to purchase, but it's available on Amazon Prime and stuff like that to purchase. So let me know if there's any I need to watch besides that. Other than that, I just been, I got caught up almost. I got through episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier last night and yesterday. So I was kind of sick yesterday. So I was just chilling at home all day. So I watched YouTube and. Did you not watch the new one that came out yesterday? No, I didn't watch oh. the fourth one. I only, cause I was like two episodes behind. So I watched episode two and episode three along with some other stuff yesterday. So I'm still one only- episode behind, but it's getting good. I only watched a uh, part of the first episode. I haven't committed to Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet, but people are like, it's really good. It's taking a hot sack, but it's, it's getting better, especially in episode three. I was like, okay. And then what people, what I've seen about episode four, people are like, it's even like, yeah. it's getting even better in their opinions, I guess. I, yeah, I'm starting to understand what they're going for finally in this fourth episode. My only complaint is this is a show based around super soldiers like Captain America and Winter Soldier have this super serum and makes them super strong and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting all these other people that have super strength. But somehow every time Sam, who is not a super soldier, punches or tackles or kicks or whatever one of these super soldiers, they get knocked over like they're a normal human. And I'm just like, there's some inconsistency there. I don't think Bucky can hit hard enough to knock down a super soldier. That's literally the only thing that's driving me crazy. <laughs> Because everyone else, like, uh, I don't know, especially in episode four, there's just some... There's some stuff. It, 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 like, points it out more because of something that happens in this episode. For me, it pointed it out more. But it's it's good. I'm enjoying it. I, I'm not enjoying it as much as I like WandaVision. Cause Same. There's no, like, mystery that kind of, like, pushes it forward. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's another episode of Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm in. I'm in for a good Marvel ride. Tie me over until Black Widow comes out. Yeah. Hey-o. Yeah. Guys, I think that based off of knowing nothing really about this movie i think a second black widow movie already needs to be ready to launch right after because like (laughs) poor scar joe she's just been put on the back burner after being the literal backbone of those films like she's the only consistent character in like every film isn't she of the marvel universe like she's in like all of them like 
she deserves a lot more like toast than we're handing her. So I, I don't know if she'll be back. I mean, she might come back, but they're kind of. It seems like they're lining up Florence Pugh to be the new Black Widow with this one. So, hey man, the MCU. The MCU yeah, gets great. me, man. ScarJo was my celebrity crush from when I was like twelve until twenty-two or something, and now it's Florence Pugh. So they're just handing the torch off along with my celebrity crushes. So. <laughs> I'm down for it. Uh, I'm with you. I'm trying to get all caught up on the Oscar list. So I pointed out, printed out a checklist and I've been going through and every couple, you know, movies I jump in and cross them off. I've been getting through the documentaries, watched My Octopus Teacher, which is That's really That's on good. Netflix, right? Yeah. Is it, what's it about? Uh, I mean, it's-, it's about a guy. It's a documentary about a guy who um, goes to the ocean and basically befriends an octopus and learns a lot about I learned a lot about octopuses from that movie that I had that no sounds idea. like a fiction story that's so insane that it's a documentary yeah it's it's really good like it's been my favorite one there's I I think I've only watched two of the documentaries so far but that one has been my favorite saw chaos walking eh. <laughs> I mean like it's got everything built up to be an M movie you know but like yeah. I was hoping it'd be good it had it had moments like it was entertaining listening to the inner monologue of Tom Tom Holland's character if that wasn't as entertaining for me as it was, I, I don't think I would like that movie at all. And then, like, Godzilla came out. So oh, yeah, I watched that, too. I haven't watched Godzilla vs. Kong yet, but I, I, I don't like Godzilla movies. I watched the past <laughs> two. Don't like those ones. Liked Kong, Kong Skull Island. I loved the, like, Vietnam feel of it. Yes. Like, it was really cool filmed, great cast. You talked about it a little while back. And I said it was, oh, I was like, you're like, oh, the cast is amazing. It's got all the Avengers characters in it. I was like, yeah, and it was directed by Peter Jackson. I was wrong. That's the 2005 Kong movie. And that uh, one's not bad either. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's not bad. I got it because I signed up. So when Vince and I were younger and Josh was like a, still a toddler, you mm-hmm. could sign up for DVD subscriptions in the mail, right? And somehow I finagled my way into signing up for a and I got 10 free DVDs illegally. And then my mom was like, hey, this is like a teenager, like a like a child. You can't have an agreement <laughs> with him. And I got all those movies for free. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> but that one's good, too. So the Pure Jacks one's not bad. Okay, cool. Um, and then last off, uh, not to go into it too much, but in my Oscar watchings, um, Sound of Metal, really, really good. Uh, that's why it's I'm on my list to watch as soon as I can. I really liked it. I'd recommend that one very highly. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to win like best picture or whatever. Um, I think it's also nominated for best like sound design or Is something. Is it in which, the category for best picture? Oh, maybe not. Uh, I'd have I'll, to double I'll check. look it up. No it's worries. definitely in for best sound design, which I think it has a good chance of, of winning, but I really enjoyed it. It was really interesting. It's about a, a metal band drummer who suddenly goes deaf and he has to figure out how to start his new life as a deaf person. It was excellent. It was really good. I really liked it. I've only heard That's good things. That's about thing. it for me. I mean, there's a lot of movies in between there that I've kind of like caught up on. It is. It is in there. Best picture? Best picture, yep. Okay, yeah. Shaun the Sheep. Don't see that one. It's a little kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Casey? What are you watching? Uh, I'll be real with you. I haven't been paying attention to the Oscar list at all. I rewatched an old classic film, one of the early John Hamm films, Space Cowboys. 
and John Hamm is pilot number two. That's how impressive he is in the <laughs> film. But uh, I rewatched Space Cowboys. I don't know if you've seen that one. That one's that one's great. It's a Clint Eastwood film, so it's it's good. It's got a lot of old dudes in it, and I, I freaking loved it. Um, it. Has some you know Russian communism stuff, nuclear threats, stuff left over from the Cold War, right up my interest. You know, um, I started uh, rewatching Selena, which is uh, an old Jennifer Lopez show, like which is kind of like a I don't know what you call it, like a homage to the life of Selena, the famous pop singer. She's a Latin American pop singer, uh, Mexican, I believe. And, oh, I watched the new Arthur, Legend of the Sword or whatever, that has uh, Jude Law and Charlie Hunnam. That was good. I just watched these off the side while I'm doing other stuff, to be honest with you, because I'm just, like, busy with other stuff right now. My life is, my life is wild. But, um, yeah, and recently I've been watching Hoarders again which is terrifying. And I made like a, my first ever Instagram reel um, <laughs> that I sent to you guys. The one where it's like, how long you been eating poop? I have been eating poop for 13 years. <laughs> I'm like really proud of it. It was like, it was like, I, it made me laugh. I must have missed <laughs> it. Dude. I, I thought for sure it was something you found on the internet. I didn't realize it was yours. No, I made it. <laughs> um, but also I have been rewatching Bald and Bankrupt again, the, my YouTube Soviet Explorer friend who I love to watch. And I think that's a lot of fun. But other than that, nothing, nothing since we've really hung out. I haven't been watching very much. Well, you got like, oh, two hold on. And the Handmaid's weeks. Tale. We've been rewatching The Handmaid's Tale because the new season's coming out. You got about two and a half weeks to get ready for the Oscars. <laughs> and there's 41 movies on that list. So. <laughs> all right. You don't have to watch all of them. I'll just read the Spark Notes. Actually, there's a couple. Of the docu- I've seen a couple. There's I've seen a couple. I would like to watch a couple of the documentaries for sure. Um, and I want to watch. What's the one of the Korean farmers, Josh? Minari? Minari. That's one that's hard to find. I missed Judas and the Black Messiah by like seven minutes because I got on at 12.07 and it was gone. So here's like obviously there's a ton of different movies that are nominated for, you know, screenplay and sound and a ton of different things. But as far as best picture, here's the eight that are eight, seven, eight that are nominated. A lot of people are sad Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is not, but that's one. So you have The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank is probably the only one that I won't watch not because i'm like against watching it and it even has the most oscar nominations but anyone who i've talked to who's seen it has said that it's pretty meh like even though it's nominated for all these things they're like yeah it's good it's just like not that crazy so yeah i saw i liked it but it was slow i liked it mostly for the homage to the old style not so much for the story and what's everything's going on it's just like oh this really does feel like an old black and white 19 what 50s or whatever movie that's cool minari nomad land which we've talked about and we put out the mini episode about um promising young woman sound of metal which i need to check out and the trial of the chicago seven i've seen four of those so far i've seen one two three four five and i'm planning on watching the father and hopefully sound of metal so i'll have watched seven of the eight best picture ones so if mank wins then i'll just be angry <laughs> not because it it's possible that it deserves it but probably because it's the only one i hadn't seen so i couldn't form an accurate opinion about it oh i have to like bring something up it's not anything noteworthy or oscar worthy here but we did a snowpiercer episode a while ago 
and I found the TV series. And it was great the first season, but season two gives you like the biggest tease ever. It's like you can watch the first episode of the next season oh, for free. Oh, you mentioned this last time. On, did I mention this on the podcast? I think, did I? I could be crazy. I could It's possible not. I don't remember. I talk about a lot of things, but I'm angry that I can't watch it all without buying it. That's all <laughs> I wanted to say. Because the Snowpiercer, it's, it's super interesting. So I just wanted to bring that up. Like if you have seen Snowpiercer, it was an interesting movie. The series is really good as well. So that's all I want to say. Um, we should get into our movie, though, because I'm, I'm ready to talk about this. I actually have a lot of excitement going on. Is there is there a main theme to this movie that one of us can start singing right now? Or is it just all the individual characters' themes? That it's superior that than the last together. one, for sure. And uh, I don't know. What is the Justice League scene theme song? Did that, any of you guys watch the Justice League growing up? I, I don't didn't know. have the channel, so I remember going to like scouts, and my scout leader had the right channel. <laughs> so we'd, oh, we'd like be uh, waiting for scouts to begin, and we'd show up early so we could watch a little bit of the Justice League when we were kids. But I don't remember the theme song or anything to it. I was about to start singing one, and then I literally just realized that it was just like the Wonder Woman one. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, this is the just... I'm like, wait, no, that's just the Wonder Woman The one. Wonder Woman one for this one is just a bunch of... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it changes partway through because at the beginning it's still like her ones from her movies like the da, 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 it would always da, da, transition da. into that but the Wonder Woman <laughs> this is one of my nitpicks the Wonder Woman song is perfect it pumps you up every time the, the, da, the original da, da, one yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But every time that Wonder Woman did something in this, and let me preface with Wonder Woman was one of my favorite parts of this movie. Everything she did in this, I was super into. But every time she did something, it did that stupid like sound of like... The subtitles describe it as, in parentheses, ancient lamentation music. Yeah. And when you watch the whole thing, like beginning to end, it stands out like crazy. It's like, oh, here's that thing again. Oh, there's that thing again. And that's all of it. Like, not to go too far into it, since we probably want to go through movie and phone stuff but that's also one of my nitpicks is that i love that they bring back the character things themes for each of them like when they're doing different things because each character had a lot of their own like individual things for this but it just kind of became very obvious and like i don't know it didn't feel as good or as like original for me because you know that i love the hans zimmer man of steel theme but just like that piano music coming up every time like that we see superman after a while i was like okay like i'm not into this like i like it and you can use it but not every time that we see Clark Kent, like, calm down, so. After four hours, you really start to feel it. I mean, like, spoilers. He, he comes back. Sorry. <laughs> spoilers for the episode. And what? All right, so I'll run through some... Uh, I actually didn't watch this film. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll run through the info here so we can get into get into this more in depth. Uh, Justice League. Sorry. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Thank you. Um, directed by Jack Zack Snyder. Snyder. Jack Snyder. <laughs> Let's see. Written by uh, Zack Snyder, Chris Terrio, and Will, Will Beal. Starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ray Fisher, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, Willem Dafoe makes an appearance, Jeremy Irons makes an appearance, Diane Lane makes an appearance, J.K. Simmons makes an appearance. This has got a huge cast. IMDb has given it an 8.2. Rotten Tomatoes audience score is 95% and critic score is 71%. Um, there's no way to really know how much this is made because it was released on HBO just a couple weeks ago. I can't remember, March something it came out. That's all I got for movie info, so... Let's just jump right into it. How did you guys like Zack Snyder's Justice League? This movie is four 
hours long. In case you didn't know that, like, I'll just tell you right now, this movie is four hours long. And yes, I did split it up into a couple viewings. This is one of the longest movies I've ever watched since, like, Ben-Hur or something like that. (laughs) I feel like they used all the time pretty freaking effectively. Like, call me crazy, but this movie was four hours. And even though I had to split up the viewing, I was like, I don't think there was ever a part where I was like, this movie does not need to be this long. That was my personal like opinion for like the whole thing. I was like, they really used it effectively. My honest opinion, I would love to see a three-hour cut of this movie. Three-hour cut. You don't feel like it would cut out too much story and we'd have like a repeat of what happened no because the the original was like two hours plus they've refilmed a bunch of stuff and they tried to like they changed the story a little bit like there's there's just a lot of this that there's a couple scenes that kind of repeat something that's been said there's like two scenes of aquaman walking in slow motion into the ocean which we don't need to have you know, i wasn't complaining about that personally. Like, like jason momoa fangirls needed to have it vince I, i'm not complaining either like i enjoyed <laughs> all four hours of this movie i'm with you josh i watched it i've watched it twice uh-huh. i watched it beginning to end straight through the first time and then i watched it in pieces the second time in chapters i'd watch like two chapters at a time throughout the week or something like that i enjoyed it more watching it in chapters than i did watching it from beginning to end i agree but i'm not saying i didn't like everything that's in there i just think that like with batman v superman it's a long three-hour movie but three hours feels doable it's still reasonable you know? yeah a and i feel like it makes cut, it more rewatchable as well uh-huh a four-hour cut just seems a little bit too long where i'm like I could see myself watching this beginning to end if it was an hour shorter. But if I ever watch this again, I'm going to be watching it in chunks because that's the way I preferred it. I agree with you 100%. So I watched it through the first time in one sitting. And I like I I, I was like Josh. like I felt like they used the time effectively. Oh, yeah. But then I sat down and rewatched it chapter at a time instead of like just back to back. And I thought it was better that way. And I think that the way that it felt too was it felt because it was framed the way it was and because of how they broke it up it felt actually more like a comic book series to me which i think was the effect and i maybe i'm wrong that a lot of people like that that held the more of the nostalgia for me of like reading comic books and it made it feel like i could see the people moving and flying and like it allowed me the second watch to allowed me to digest the situation a little bit better and why he did things but I wouldn't mind a shorter cut for sure, but I worry that we would go back into the crappy Justice League movie and that's that's where I'm at. But what I'm grateful for is that he got like there was a, a lot of stupid comedic parts that were removed from this series. Mm, all the Joss Whedon stuff. Yeah, that guy sucks. Like, <laughs> I, uh, like, hey, oh. whoa, whoa. Before we go too far there, he's the guy who directed the first Avengers movie. And that's that's fine. He, that, But that's a different universe here. Like, okay, and I'm, he, and I'm all that for that. I'm just pre- saying before we just say Josh <laughs> Whedon sucks as a blanket statement, let's just... No, I think he sucks. Like, okay, that's how fine, I feel. <laughs> I think he sucks because like, you can't... like If one formula works and like maybe Warner Brothers needed it to copy but they they took the soul out of it like Josh Wheaton took the soul out of this film and that's why I think he sucks like the original story was probably better and but I think Josh Wheaton made suck like that's how I feel <laughs> I don't know how to say that I, I didn't like way. what he did to the movie at all either and it's I, I'm with you though um, I like how when it's cut apart those things that I was complaining about just barely of like noticing every time the song the Wonder Woman song came on I didn't notice it when I was watching it in chunks um, seeing Jason Momoa walk in slow motion a couple of times didn't stand out as blaringly because 
I saw it one night, a cup, you know, and then two nights later I saw it again. And it wasn't like, I just saw this. It was like, oh yeah, here's Jason Momoa be a badass again. Let's do this, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. It's interesting. Um, with streaming, how they can do this kind of thing where it's like make this giant movie and then just make it palatable for an audience because this would never work in theaters. But I'm so glad that we did get it. And we did get to see it. Well, and I wonder, too, if they had been able to do this, for instance, in a theater, per se, if they like, why don't they bring intermissions back to the movies? Money. These are too long. You can't have you can only have like four showings a day with a four hour movie. But if you charge a little bit extra money, if people are willing to, but I'd be willing to. That's what I'm saying. Like, and this maybe goes back to what I talked about earlier was like the cinema experience needs to change. I'll pay good money to go to a, like a play or a musical or something like that. And those all have intermissions and I stay and those do one or two showings a night. But like, I'm not sure what the turnover rate is on what the theater takes, what the studio takes and how much popcorn they can sell. But give it a break in the middle of the movie. I'd go buy a second batch of popcorn. They can make more money. But I think a longer like a break of this movie in the theater or something like this should come back. Like we need a break because... That was cool, but like, I'm not always going to want to sit at home now that I'm getting yeah. vaccinated and I mean, free I'm to go, go again. I'm going to go pay for Kong versus Godzilla when I could watch it on HBO for free. I'm still going to go watch it in IMAX. Yeah. So, <laughs> so taking the runtime out of the equation, did you guys like the movie like for what it was? Like what, what was it the standout? What things did you like about it? What things did you dislike about it? As a preface for me, I was trying to like when I watched it, I was trying to compare it to see how it looked versus the original. And that was when I realized that I remembered nothing about the original movie. <laughs> like there were very few times where I was watching a scene and I was like, I remember this because I watched it one time in theaters when it came out forever ago. And I just don't remember anything. That's how forgettable the original Justice League movie was. So pretty much everything that I will say about the movie is just going to be like this movie for itself. It's not going to be about like comparing it to the original one, like in the differences, because I can't remember it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. But Casey, you saw it like you saw the original like a week before, didn't you? Yeah, I've watched them both recently. And I think that the the comparison, this is why I think I, I, I fronted this with Josh Wheaton sucks. Like, I'll be honest with you. I think that The Flash is an amazing hero. And I feel like the first movie did Flash an injustice. For the person they chose to act as Flash, the first part didn't match the character that they should have developed. The uh, Josh Wheaton version? The Josh Wheaton version. And the second version, I think, did more of a justice to the plight of Barry Allen and the struggle that Barry Allen had in this universe, a father in prison. He's working multiple jobs. And so I like that. I also appreciate... They kind of did the same thing with... Cy I mean, they very much did the same thing with Cyborg. Well, yeah. And, and like, that's my thing is like, I could run through each character and say, this is how they honored them and changed it. Cyborg's character had s such a greater part to play in this. And you recognize that Cyborg is pulled between the man and the machine and that there is an internal war raging between like the emotions of family and like where family fits for him now that he is like, like Cyborg's parts actually meant something in this film. In my opinion, they weren't just there as a sideshow. We're not going to a freak show, right? We're, we're here to see this character develop into a hero because he has the skills he just has to learn how to hone and understand them and i feel like that's the same with uh like because like batman been doing this for 20 years he's corrupted he's beaten down but he has a renewed hope in mankind now right superman dead dead <laughs> but we know superman's story it's been hashed out so many times on tv since the time i was like little but also in the big screen and then i still want the nicholas cage cut of superman at times you know no i'm just kidding but <laughs> i don't know like wonder woman's parts in these were like 
what she needed to actually solidify herself as more than a sex symbol. And I feel like in Josh Whedon's version, like there is that like, and it's all over the news right now in the media, right? Like where people are like, Oh, like the Barry motorboating wonder woman scene is like, he put that same joke in age of Ultron. It's when uh, Bruce Banner jumps over it's they're in their part. They're in the party when Ultron first shows up and Bruce Banner jumps over the bar to, like and he, he falls on Scarlett Johansson. He falls on her the exact same way. It's the exact same joke. It's really? Like, why are you just rehashing things in this mm. other cinematic universe? Well, and, stupid. And that's that's the thing though. It's like you can tell in the first movie where the Avengers influence comes in, and the second movie is a different universe. And that's how I feel about it. So I like the second so what, one and think what about it's comparing it to the other DC movies. Um, not, not so much like Wonder Woman and Aquaman, but like uh, Batman V Superman and Man of Steel. I think it like, I think it's a good continuation of Man of Steel for sure. I think that BVS, I feel, I like BVS and I need people to know this, but in this story, BVS, <laughs> his hands are tightening. <laughs> like, what are you going to say, Casey? <laughs> <laughs> but like, BVS feels more like, more like a hiccup now than an actual integral part of this series. But here's why we're missing a key piece, though, is because Batfleck, that movie was scrapped because he dropped out because of all the hate he got. And then like... That's supposed to be after Justice League. Is this supposed to be after yeah, Justice yeah, yeah. League? Okay. But like... I just know like there are different parts. There's a hole that's missing. Something is supposed to be there that's not. I don't know. I didn't write the universe and maybe that's just how I feel. But also like why did Martian Manhunter show up and only have that's one of my biggest two stupid parts of it? Why did they tease me with the Green Lantern corpse when they couldn't have them in there? Warner Brothers, I get you have future plans, but I'm going to be real with you. I think Snyder's plan is the best one you could choose and is the most bankable going forward. Do we want to get into this now? Because this is obviously a huge part of what this movie did right i'm feeling like, like i know it's kind of like the end of the movie and there's a lot of stuff to discuss in the movie but i feel like since we're already getting into it like yeah. can we get into it now watching after watching this entire movie and i will say that really quickly like one of the things you mentioned before what do you like about it i loved all of the characters had their own really important parts to play individually in this like it went through each of them you know cyborg had his thing with the mother like the mother boxes and obviously batman getting everyone to get and just like each one really was instead of just like a okay let's bring everyone together and then boom big fight scene where everyone fights and like everyone is like doing something and i love that but talking about the Snyderverse, like teasing it like so much of the filming and the advertising that went into this movie coming out was teasing the jared leto joker scenes and there's literally only one and it's a part teasing some ridiculous insane future that we will literally never get to see like why are they doing that like Zack snyder is just like hey man like you could have had this but you're giving it up and all of us like it's maybe to do the same thing that happened with the snyder cut to get all of us to create an outrage to hopefully in some crazy universe that warner brothers says is not going to exist bring back the snyderverse because i'm all about it martian manhunter shows up in the future um the guy who was working with lex luther and the joker are all working with batman deathstroke joker 
Batman, uh, Amber Heard's character from Mara. Aquaman. Yeah, Mara. They're all working in some crazy futuristic world where dark side has showed up and kind of destroyed the world which that by the way as well like way better they finally kill they finally get steppenwolf and then it's like all right dark side is coming and he's gonna destroy the, and then like okay like you'll just never get to know how that actually pans out and i'm like <laughs> why it's like i'm finally into the dceu <laughs> from this snyder cut and you're taking it away from me like i wasn't really ever into it before but now i want it something that i'll never get well that's the pain point here for me is like i don't care who you are like steppenwolf was okay the first round he was a little clunky but like now that we have this freaking steppenwolf that has this armor that like dude that armor to his moods and his emotions launches arrows out when he like wants it and like can disintegrate then the little cute puppy eyes like everything about this movie made more sense because of that and i don't care who you are and like what you might have to say about it having a greater villain beyond like Steppenwolf was just one of this guy's pawns like there's this greater villain this is like the whole like I don't even know it's like sure I got the like plain chicken sandwich at McDonald's but the deluxe is there you know it's like that's what I want now I want the dark side movie I want the nightmare version I would get on Twitter and tweet every day restore the Snyderverse if I knew it would actually do anything but Warner Brothers is just pretty much like hey Got that middle finger up to everyone and don't care. I love how Vince is watching us like say all of this and he's like getting me to watch. He's like, <laughs> we watched Men of Steel, Batman versus Superman all for this moment so you guys could enjoy it. Vindication me here. Just vindication in the Snyderverse. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's stuff here. Um, I will I will say though, I am, after all this, I, I liked this movie. I really like Justice League. I still like Man of Steel. I still like Batman v Superman better. I feel like both of those movies had a little bit more to say um, about society, about human nature. I just think it's a little bit deeper. It's flawed, but it's just, I just, I walked away from Justice League thinking that was a really great character, character discovery type movie. You know, like it had a lot of great interactions with the characters, had a great character moments. Everybody had an arc, like you were saying. I loved it. It's a great superhero movie. It's a great movie to establish who these characters are. But other than that, I didn't really feel like it had much to say other than we're the Justice League now. Let's, let's go on. Whereas when I rewatch Man of Steel and I rewatch Batman v Superman, I'm just like, oh, I can relate to these you know, I mean, bad, we, we talked about this in the last two episodes. If you want to learn, if you want to hear more about it, just go listen to this. Well, I just want to say, like, I actually thought about something that you had talked about in one of the previous episodes. I can't remember which one, but we talked about how it's like DC is always like creatures coming out of the sky, like godlike yeah. creatures coming out of the sky and just like attacking Earth. And like this actually gives us the why behind mm-hmm. it, which is the antimatter equation or whatever that is right but you're right we didn't really get that part of what are the humans doing in all of this like are they just oh we're scared now which is which is fine like i'm okay with it like like i loved i loved the character development in this movie i loved i loved learning about cyborg and everything that goes on with him i did not realize how much i would miss superman with him being gone but that first half of the movie you just feel it you just feel like this team is incomplete until that moment superman shows up and deflects the axe from hitting uh, cyborg at the end and just kind of smiles up and just like not impressed and blows ice onto onto the axe and you're just like oh wow i didn't realize how much i love and miss superman until this moment i get why everyone wants this smiling happy superman you know like all that being said i'm really happy 
And maybe I'll maybe I'll change my tune in a little while that Batman v Superman failed. That's my takeaway from Justice League. I with you guys, I would kill to see the nightmare sequence movie and that post-apocalyptic Justice League. I love the over-the-top violence and the death and all that kind of stuff. But if Batman v Superman didn't fail and this this is the movie and we started to like peel off into this universe, we wouldn't get the Matt Reeves Batman movie. We wouldn't get the Oscar winning, an Oscar nominated, Oscar winning Joker movie. We wouldn't be getting the uh, Suicide Squad that um, Guardians of the Galaxy guy is doing. James Gunn. James Gunn. We would just be stuck in the Snyderverse. But now I think, I feel like, and I could be completely wrong, I feel like we could be getting both at this point. WB is saying we're not doing the Snyderverse anymore. They did also say that we weren't doing the Snyder cut. Exactly. And look <laughs> at the reaction of the fans. And everybody, it's got an 8.2. The audience score is above 90%. Can I give you a conspiracy theory and Easter egg? Yeah. This is the thought I have. So in the nightmare scene, right, where the Joker and Batman are talking, and he's like, no matter how many different universes you create, and no matter how many things, you know, you're cowardly for not dying, whatever, right? I think that's what's going to happen, is what you're talking about. I think we're going to get multiples of it, because exactly. they recognize the bankability of this, and that people are cool with multiple multiple versions of it. That's, a, that's like, what Marvel's this, doing right now, yeah. getting into the multiverse. Just get multiverse from Marvel and DC at the same time. Both Robert Pattinson and Casey Havlak. Batman's and the Batman. next movie that I mean, the next Flash movie is going to be exploring multiple Batmans. They're bringing back uh, the original Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, I can't say his name. Sorry. Michael Keaton, Batman. They're bringing back Ben Affleck as Batman again. He's going to be exploring these multiple timelines. If Batman v Superman hadn't failed, we'd be stuck with one continuous universe like Marvel. I don't want that from DC. I want a Matt Reeves Batman more than anything right now. I would choose that over the nightmare sequence. Even wow. though I would kill to see the Nightmare Sequence movie. Is it Matt Reeves the one with Robert, with Pattinson? Robert Pattinson? Okay. Yeah. See, and I, I think I'm okay with that more than like I like I sat here and kind of like plighted and kind of felt angry about that. But I'm I'm okay with getting more, but I just don't want to be forgotten per yeah, se. And I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you by saying this. I am no, with you 100. Yeah. percent I I'm defending the Snyderverse. I want more <laughs> Snyderverse, but I'm kind of happy that it failed at this point because I think we might be getting more of what. Just more, more than what we originally thought. And that makes me more excited than than having some side story about the Martian Manhunter that I really don't care about when he showed up. Well, and and, kind of, and, I feel like ruined parts of the movie. And know? that's what's weird, though, is like we want these other characters. But at the same time, if they're not placed correctly, they're defeating the purpose of the universe from a fan standpoint and my standpoint. Right. Like I watched a little bit of Justice League cartoon. I watched this when I was a kid and I was like, this is fun. This is cool. But like, I, I agree with you. Like when we talk about like this makes more sense. I can stop being on my little anger plight or whatever. And I'm fine with it. But like one thing I think we should kind of dig into a little bit now is like scenes, like what did you like the most? What did you enjoy? I've got a few scenes I actually wrote down that I absolutely loved. Do you want me to just like jump through them or do you want to go one at a time? I th I think if you jump through, then we can jump in and add on. I think that's acceptable if you have a plan here. Okay. I mean, it's four hours. I probably be skipping over a lot so you guys can, can jump <laughs> in. So we don't have that much time for the podcast, but like keep going. <laughs> First off, I loved the intro of Aquaman in this one, of Bruce going to Iceland, going across the thing finding this little small village and just talking about, you know, this legend of this, this man that comes out of the sea and uh, comes out to help people, blah, blah, blah. This whole sequence is awesome. Even I, I even enjoyed, and this may be because I have visited Iceland. I fell in love with that country. I just, every time it shows up in a movie, 
me and my brother-in-law and my sister always pointed out Iceland, you know, immediately. I loved everything, even down to the random women that pick up his sweater and like start singing this Icelandic song, you know, of, and it kind of shows this like idea that they worship him in a, in a way, you know, not like worship him, but they are so appreciative of, the, of this, the savior that comes out of the ocean that even though Aquaman is kind of this like man apart or whatever and jaded kind of guy, he still is is there to help the people. Well, he protects the people of the sea, right? Like his father is a lighthouse keeper. Like he understands them. And so it would make sense that fishing villages, I'm the same. I'm right there with you. Like so cool. that was a cool part. And they just completely fixed Aquaman too, um, from being this like jokey bro surfer dude in the Joss Whedon cut to actually being someone I'm interested in. Um, absolutely but love the Atlanteans intro. were way cooler in this all around, in my opinion. Like I think the Atlanteans are way more badass in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Willem Dafoe did so cool. That looked so cool in this. Um, yes. His long hair. He just I looked like Willem he Defoe. fit perfectly there. Wonder Woman, her intro. Holy crap, I loved it. Uh, it, I, I don't remember if it's like a bank, basically the bomb that's going on where the, the terrorists are going in to blow up the building and she shows up and like is reflecting bullets super fast. It shows what, you know, bullet oh, time. where she's running and yeah, yeah that like, part was she's crazy. Like reflecting them all and every moment of that. And then just that one moment where the little girl like looks up at her and is like, can I, can I be like you when I grow up? And it's just like, that's Wonder Woman. That's freaking awesome. And after the Wonder Woman 84 movie that came out that just felt so just like, I don't know, just hollow and just like trying to force like, look, Wonder Woman's so great. Look at how great she is. We have two hours of just look at how great she is to Zack Snyder just like shrinking it to this one tiny moment. I just felt more in that one moment than I did the entire two hours or whatever of of Wonder Woman. So cool. Everything Wonder Woman did in this movie, I was just so into her character in this whole thing. And thank goodness there wasn't an invisible jet. Yeah, it wasn't corny. Everything the Amazons did, running away from Steppenwolf. I think Steppenwolf this is just going like scene by scene of the movie. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. I like this What's scene, going this on scene, here, Vince? I'm halfway there. I only have three more. <laughs> I just want to talk about this one, actually. This was actually one of my more favorite adjustments to the film. Because like the first part, I liked how he's like, like Steppenwolf arrives and he's like, I will take your fear. Like he was like, he's like, be ready to get fit, be ready to feed me with your fear type thing, right? And the, she's just like, Amazonians like show me your stuff and they just like screw you dude and they're just like badass and then like the whole building like crumbling into the sea and them leaping out of the sea in that way and then the chase on the horseback like throwing it using the bow and arrow to shoot it farther they're like tag teaming like what happens the in the original forward and more forward and it's forward. it's less I do they do the whole chase still but they it's do just the less. chase but it's not as impressive they're they're just adjustments in the way that it's shown is mm-hmm. what I really feel like I would have to go back and think about it but like i just remember being really underwhelmed by this part i was like well that's why they're hidden on an island they can't do anything in in my mind right knowing very well that like this is a superior race of like freaking badasses like like a lot of people are like oh the amazonians are great but like the first movie did okay but not the justice they deserve um next apparently i just liked all of the intros for the <laughs> characters because i just realized that <laughs> pretty much most of this is the intros because my next one is flash's intro i thought was just i don't like ezra miller very much um i find him annoying <laughs> <laughs> And there was moments of this where I liked The Flash quite a bit, but I don't like Ezra Miller trying to be funny. That being said, I loved the intro to The Flash um, in this dog, what is it, uh, grooming? The dog grooming, dog walking, walking place. Whatever it is. Oh, yeah. 
And that's the way that it's shot with the slow motion of him going out to save uh, the girl. I don't remember her name. Just the whole, how that whole sequence plays out with the slow motion and him just like pushing through the glass and then slowly catching her. And it has some humor in there, which people are complaining that, you know, Zack Snyder doesn't have a lot of humor, but there was actually heart and humor in, in a lot of this movie, you know? I appreciate the hot dog tucked into the pocket yeah, for later. It's funny. I'm a huge hot dog fan. Yeah, it's great. And then I just got two more. Um, we already went through one of them. The uh, the whole end sequence was just really entertaining to watch, um, especially when Superman shows up and you're just like watching Superman just kick the crap out of Steppenwolf, who nobody Melts else is able to do. Melts his horn off. Yeah, just uses his ice breath, which he's never seen before, and just does it all with just kind of a just kind of a swagger, you know. And you're just like, man, I want more of Henry Cavill as Superman. I just want more of that. And then the last one, the mind-blowing moment of the Flash turning back time to save everyone, you know? Thank was you. just like, whoa, what is happening? We're going complete comic book here, and I'm into it. Well, they, they show it twice that he uses time because they show it when he has to do the charge, right, and touch the thing to bring him back. And then they show it when they're trying to, like, separate because they lose. That's the best part is they freaking lose. And then he, Barry Allen just fixes it, man. Like, And they reference it a third time, right? And I think that's just more teasing the, like, the nightmare, like, yeah, yeah, movie yeah. universe when he talks about, oh, I had a dream almost seemed like a premonition Lois Lane is the key so they tease it a third time but it's just more I love that part and I think that that's what's kind of cool is that they still end up winning but it's after losing and like that that the flash shows off his powers like he's not just fast he has these abilities that he teases yeah that he brings to the time force or whatever it is i don't know much about the flash at all so it's uh, when he did that i was just kind of like whoa okay because i thought i knew how this movie was gonna end you know i thought i thought it was gonna end with the mother boxes going off the world being destroyed and then we're going into the nightmare sequence next so when that happened and i'm like all right yeah i knew it this is happening and all of a sudden barry just turns back time and i was like oh you tricked me also i'm glad they got rid of that random russian family <laughs> like those poor victims the entire movie but like i really thought that the flash was like the flash and cyborgs redevelopment of this made the film better same with aquaman it wasn't just for like slapstick comedy they were there for an actual purpose and i think that made the film so much better sorry josh i keep like no, just I, getting so passionate about no, this. No, it's fine. I was just thinking about a couple things that I want to talk about for the movie. So, you mentioned a lot of like the characters' intros that you loved them. One of my favorite ones is, I guess, this isn't an intro. Obviously, take basically my favorite part from Man of Steel: Henry Cavill flying around in the air with Hans Zimmer music playing extremely loudly in the background. Revamp it. Add Superman's new black and gray suit, which we can also talk about right here as well if you guys want. And when he goes and he flies into space and stuff, and you have that really cool. CGI shot of him in space on the earth and the sun going around him and stuff before he goes to Alfred and then finds out where they are and stuff. That was one of my favorite scenes, just like because you took my favorite parts of Man of Steel and basically just like made it Justice League style. And so I was like, all right, I'm down for this. And so then before I said my other one, what did you guys think about the new suit? I'm all right with it. I liked it. In the comic books, the black and gray suit was like it had a purpose. Um, it was like a rejuvenation suit. Mm -hmm. So this was just kind of like a callback and homage to it. Don't really feel like it was like necessary. So like I go back and I listen to some of the like interviews with Zack Snyder and he really had to fight for that. The studio really didn't want him in a black and gray suit. He wanted suit. a mullet too. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I hear those stories and I'm kind of like, why did you fight so hard for a black and gray suit? It really doesn't I, make that It much might difference. not have been necessary, but I like I thought it looked dope. Well, it goes with it the purpose of the actual like armor from Kryptonian, right? Like, so it's a part of the story. It's actually like, a good, sorry, I'm not like angry. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> on this pedestal right now. That, like he had to have it. Like it makes sense because like, sure, the blue and red is like the classic. We love it. We love to see it. But like, but really those are just undergarments for the real armor that they use on their planet. Yeah. Exactly. It's like just what like, they were using during Man of Steel, like what Zod had and everything like that. That's what everyone was wearing was that style of thing. And so he went in ready for battle, I guess. That's like you right now, Casey. You're probably wearing like what a solid gray or black or something underwear. And me, I'm wearing my red, white, and blue Superman <laughs> underwear right now. <laughs> So it's like he's just wearing the adult version. <laughs> I'm glad we know so much about each other's underwear here. This is getting better and better every week. But like, no, literally, like what's cool about the ship is it actually has all the armors for him to use that they built in this universe. So I feel like it made sense. He's been dead. He's brought back. He needs the sun. Like, like, thank you. Kal-El's father, Jor-El, for like setting us up with understanding that he needs the solar cells. The star is younger. He can rejuvenate. Black suit is necessary. That's my point. Yeah, here. I'm, like, down. I'm, I'm down with it too. Like <laughs> I liked it. I, I thought it looked awesome. I just, I'm glad the mullet wasn't there though. Like yeah, me too. <laughs> I was trying to think of a particular scene and there were a lot of them that were good, but no one scene stood out in particular. So I'll just say like one of my favorite parts of the movie was just the cyborg story in general. I feel like his character arc was one of my favorites of this entire movie like the entire thing with his father and how he came to be cyborg obviously is super important because it's the first time he's introduced but the fact that he had such a pivotal role to play and that he did so much and he sacrificed so much and his father sacrificed so much just to give them a piece of information that they'd be lost without just like his entire story arc and making sure that it would go through and going through and being able to connect with the unity of the mother boxes and everything like that. The acting, I just I just loved Cyborg's story in general. That was one of my favorite parts of the entire movie was his story arc, his acting. Like, there's so much good stuff and, like, we're used to a lot of, like, the big, like, Batman and Superman things and obviously I still love them very much and Wonder Woman obviously loved like you said Vince everything she did in this movie was great as well but one that I was pleasantly surprised by was I was like I love this cyborg story like it's dope I loved it yeah cyborg was much needed and I'm really sad that the only cyborg movie we have is the one by Jean-Claude Van Damme in the 80s you know it's a sarcastic thing. I don't there's know what that there's is. a movie called Cyborg <laughs> in the 80s by John Claude Van Damme, but we're not getting actually another one with Ray Fisher, um, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. I was surprised because I have never liked the look of Cyborg that kind of shiny Zack Snyder look like even when the Joss Whedon one came out I was just like I'm not I'm just not into anything that's going on here by the end of this cut I'm with you I loved the storyline and everything and by the end of it I loved seeing him walk around with his tracksuit on and then take it off and see the way that the suit moves around the auto defense system go on how it's got like individual like rocket packs all over his body to help him keep balance like by the end of the movie I was into the character design also the sound I think had a lot to do with it too like when he walked you felt how heavy he was because of the sound effects that it made when he moves and stuff I love that I also appreciated his father's part in this actually a lot more than the previous film I feel like so the actual actor who plays the father plays like this super villain in a 
TV series called Scandal. Like he's just a bad dude, not a super villain. He's just a bad dude. Um, and I couldn't get that out of my mind the first time I saw the Justice League. And so seeing this one with the, the recut, like it actually like gives the actor a little bit more depth of character, I feel, and helps us recognize that despite being a shitty dad, he knew an understood sacrifice. So I thought that was cool. Guys, I, I really love this film. And so it's hard to be like, this is my favorite scene. But anything Aquaman was like there for me in this one. And I also appreciated the Alfred Bruce scenes a lot. I think that what's really cool is seeing Alfred and Bruce kind of like more like, and I don't want to go back and hash out too many other Batman shows, right? With this, but like, I like the bickering and, like the the sarcasm and the fun between them and like less of like sure alfred may be a trained and polished butler and this is what he wants to do but like he's a technical genius he's a mechanic like he's designing and building shit with batman like i thought that was really cool because it's like he's in on the crime just as much as you know and in on the saving and in on the doing and he builds those krypton like gauntlets so that batman can like f- be kind of prepared My gauntlets for worked he's like save it for later yeah <laughs> i agree with that because like I I think I remember talking about in Batman vs Superman you were like I love this Alfred and I was like I don't know like I'm okay with it this movie made me be like okay yeah because you know me very partial to Christopher Nolan obviously love Michael Caine and I feel like Michael Caine's Alfred is still great obviously in his own way but I do like what Casey mentioned with like the sarcasm the real because like every once in a while you know Alfred's like taking him to the places and it's like oh I helped design this or help do this but this is very much it shows you him in it he's sarcastic he's funny really plays off of Ben Affleck really well. This movie made me be like, okay, yes. I not only like enjoy, I think he's okay. I love this version of the Alfred Batman relationship and what Alfred does. The scene between him and Wonder Woman when she's making the tea and it just drives him crazy. Yeah. Like he's just, he just <laughs> wants to do it. He's just like, can I do that for you? She's like, no, I got it. And then he has to like get up from his desk and walk over and like step, you know, take her step by step through the way to do it right because he has to have it done right was just, just gold. I just loved that moment. That was good. I, I love that. I want to go back to the Willem Dafoe uh, part of the Aquaman thing too. Small part, but like this is the more of the Atlantean that I imagine. Like, grizzled from war and tiresome especially as a leader of a nation that squabbles amongst itself like the we we don't want to talk about the aquaman movie too much but like there's so much depth in it and they kind of start to relay it but it like i can imagine somebody who's advisor to kings and queens and like leadership down there the reference to how the the amazonians and the atlanteans have like this quarrel and they're like super against each other they're like they were talking about how like their people haven't spoken in years like them talking is like the first that the two species have spoken in like thousands of years or something like that yet they both have the same like saying from when the their species were like close or races were close to each other so it just kind of shows this history that they have even though they're like broken apart now it's pretty cool and i wanted more green lantern stuff like i get it like i didn't want ryan ryan reynolds in there for sure like as green lantern we none of us do but like the green lantern stuff was pretty cool like just because that one dude got his like killed and his hand cut off did you see the ring almost went to what's his bucket it like about chose him and it was like dang that could be such a wild universe and then it shows like later in the nightmare verse another dead green lantern and like i want a solid green lantern film they're gonna have an hbo series coming out soon Ooh, that makes me happy um and we haven't even talked about dark side dark side plays a huge role in this movie 
and uh, I don't know much about him, but he was definitely threatening. I liked I liked him a lot. I liked how he wasn't used a ton, just enough to like hint towards the bigger bad. You know, that's what I liked about the. I don't know. I don't. Are you talking about the the early early Thanos cameos? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, I was going to say that's what I liked about the movie is it sets like you guys said it sets up a lot that could have been mined from down the road had the producers had some faith in what he was doing. Have um, faith, Alfred. Have faith. But that's a whole other conversation that you could go into of... <laughs> that was a solid freaking quote, dude. A solid reference. <laughs> so anyway, I don't want to go into that conversation. That's that's fair. The what if. The what if is always Darkseid. I love the idea of Darkseid and like that those like winged beasts are not Steppenwolves. Yeah, they're not Steppenwolves. They're on loan from him from 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 Darkseid. And then like the other general guy who was like the speaker to Saad and stuff like that. Saad was and sweet. I thought he was just gonna be a ripoff of that Avengers character. Like kind of because uh in Infinity War there's a guy who looks very much like him, but he was very much his own like version of even though they looked similar, he was a sweet kind of like you're talking Second like the Grand Moff like character, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, no, I thought, yeah, but like Desaad, like what I loved about it was their tech was so unique and interesting. It was like dark and molded more. Like, like we go into like, and I I don't want to like pick at Marvel because like they've done a great job. They've done they've done their service to Hard humanity. To compare the two. But like I like that it was like their tools and their armor and their ships like match their output like we're dark we're gonna have dark ships we're gonna have dark things like our we're gonna look oily and gritty and gross and like pollute the planet with all this fire and smoke that comes out yes right there like they're they're like your they're like the bad guys they're like the guys your parents warned you about like the guys on motorcycles they show up like gritty greasy and dirty and they're gonna take over your town type thing that don't really exist in real life but it's like okay i have a little bit of fear and i want this fight but i also really wanted oh there's also a fun little fact that i I read online that um dark side the scar from when the new gods and him had the battle on his neck is still in his armor like it's still there like he hasn't replaced it also the new god i know that was so dope. cool i had to bring up that like the early war with the new gods watching uh zeus like shoot lightning was something i didn't know i wanted and Ares was in there like they're all like there and so like it was cool i've talked for a minute now guys what else needs to go i'm just like nerding out here i'm like this was good and this was good and this was good i think the last thing that i want to point out was just Zack Snyder's style is back. And I know a lot of people complain about his use of slow motion and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, you could shorten up the movie a lot if you didn't use that. But I just, again, I've said it in the last two episodes, I love that style. I think visually it's so appealing um, to the point where I don't want all of my movies to be like that, but that's why I go to a Zack Snyder movie is I want those just like visually gorgeous, slow motion I want football scenes in the snow, you know, just like that. It just makes it feel so. I want the full 15, 20 seconds we got of Sumper of Superman punching Steppenwolf and Wonder Woman going and like doing like the kick off the whatever and slicing his head off instead of just like a, you know, like I'm all about all of that. And then obviously how they do like he does like because the flash is always going to sort of be in slow mo in quotes, right? As you do what he does with his superpowers, but like. Like you mentioned, like when he like breaks through the glass and pretty much everything he does when he's in like that realm of what he's doing, 
Looks dope. It looks awesome. So Vince, we can't get a shorter cut. We need the slow-mos. <laughs> there you go. Owned by your own words. Dang it. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> no. All right. So let's get a, let's join in. It's like anyone who listens to us, if you agree, disagree, let us know. And we'll join in on the restore the Snyderverse movement on Twitter. Yep. Yep. I'd love to see it come back. I'm real happy that we're getting other stuff too, though. Amen. I actually uh, I'm ready to watch the Joker again. Like I'm I'm very interested in watching it, the new one with the uh, Joaquin Phoenix. But yeah, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to add? I think this has been a great episode. We're kind of running a little bit long. Thank you for listening to me get overly excited about things. I wasn't disagreeing with you. I just have a lot of passion about this film for some reason. <laughs> so yeah, Josh, anything else you want to add? No, I just I the DCEU has always been like the side one for me you know like i'm watching like the marvel stuff like pretty fit not it's not like i love marvel like going crazy but it's like i watch the marvel stuff faithfully you know like going on and stuff and the dceu has always been like like not like the side chick you know like oh yeah like i'll <laughs> i'll see it every once in a while they say that something's good about it or whatever like i'll watch the movie like i watched wonder woman and stuff like that but it's just always i'm like okay i'll watch that on the side not pay much attention to it this movie made me like want to be in this awesome. you know like want it like wanting the Snyderverse as well but just like okay i'm into this stuff like i want to be a part of it and i love it yes i'm gonna love like the robert pattinson batman all that stuff and so i'm hoping what you're saying as well that we get some sort of multiverse where Snyderverse and nightmare movie happens you know nightmare sequence continues with the visions he's been having and the nightmares he's having that's like my number one hope is like and it's the one that's also kind of like the furthest away but it's like that's what i want and if it happens i'm not just gonna be like oh yeah i'll watch that i will be into that hardcore like in the theaters on opening day you know what i'm saying i'll go dressed up i'm ready like i'm here for it like that's that's what i want josh i'm just so happy that like it this committed you to like enjoyment of the dc universe dc has had the opportunity to really wow us and a lot of times they've fallen flat on their face but Zack snyder thank you i'm sorry that a tragedy happened and this all had to happen the way it did but thank you for making this film for autumn like really you did amazing yep second that really happy that this happened really happy that you guys are <laughs> this into trilogy it. of episodes that we've done vince it's coming to a close yep really happy that after all of the arguing and all of the defending of these past movies and and the potential that this universe could be i'm just i'm just happy that it came out and i could put a close to that and i'm sure i will be defending and fighting people forever about whether or not Batman v Superman is good. But I think now people are more open to the idea than they were in the past, you know? Now that it's not that, that we saw that we see where it could have gone, people I think will be a little more open to it. If they if you still don't like it, cool. You know, that's it's not for everybody. But it's not I'm cool. just I'm just happy that I'm just happy that you guys liked it. <laughs> I'm just happy that you guys like the Snyderverse and I'm happy that more people are like can get off of his back, you know? They've been on Zack Snyder's back for so long about him being this terrible movie maker. Also, the writer of the movie, he gets a bad rap, man. Um, I can't think of his name. We talked about the him earlier. Will, what's his name? Or the other one. I got it right here. Because I he just came out, like, if you haven't read the article that just came out, I think Vanity, I think he had an interview with Vanity. He talked about his experience writing Batman v Superman and writing Justice League. He got screwed. Everyone on this production got screwed. 
And just, I'm so happy that their actual work came out that they get to see after years and years. It's Chris Terrio. After years and years of being just crapped on, you know, they get to put this out and be like, see, I told you so. See, <laughs> see I'm a not good writer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's just great. I'm just so happy. Thank you, uh, WB or whoever got this pushed out, AT&T or whoever it was. HBO. Thank you, HBO Max. Like, what a great series. Yes. Yay. Yes. Yay. <laughs> no, really, in all seriousness, guys, I'm glad this happened. I'm glad we watched the entire like trilogy beforehand so that we understood what we were getting into and we were prepared to see this. And like, I'm just glad we have it. I'm glad we have the conversation about it. As you guys can tell, good times watching this film. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you watched a, or listened to an entire spoiler spoiler, <laughs> spoiler <riddled>. episode <laughs> of uh, our podcast. But if you have seen it, like let us know in the comments kind of how you feel. Send us a DM. Comment on our posts on YouTube, on Instagram. Like um, we're, we just want to know. Like, did you guys enjoy it as much as we did? Like, do you think that the multiverses and different Batman's and movies coming out, like the failure of the original film, is worth it? So we get all these other films. Like, what do you guys feel about it? Because Honestly, we could probably talk for four more hours about this and we wouldn't be sad to to not talk about it. I don't know. I'm I'm confusing words here, but thank you guys for tuning in to another great episode. Vince, thank you for uh, getting us to watch all of these. And Josh, thank you for humoring us and finally becoming a member of the DCEU, you know? And uh, I just want to thank me, you know, for being me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got going and Snoop Dogg came in my mind. <laughs> But <laughs> everyone else got to thank you. <laughs> but everyone, guys, thank you for tuning into our podcast. Thanks for humoring us with listening, and really, thanks for helping us uh, continue to do this. It's a fun, it's just a fun hobby for us. And so, we'll catch you next time on the Pause Rewind Play podcast. I bought the bank.